you know the vibes we're back with another episode of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k22 as always if you don't have your copy make sure you go get your copy by hitting the link in the description and help support the show because right now season five has been released on nba 2k22 and what does that mean well it means you can unleash your power and earn all new rewards for my career and my team in NBA 2K22 Season 5, Power Within is available now. Catch me out there. I'm grinding on my player, trying to get to that 99 overall with the level 40. BJ's looking at me, not knowing what I'm saying right now. He's still learning the basics of the no game. I have no idea. I have no idea. But you can catch me in the city, in the pro-am, in the park, getting buckets. Speaking of getting buckets, and speaking of playing like it's a video game, I've got to take a deep breath before we discuss that 52 point career high to follow his 46 point performance two nights beforehand oh, by that oh. boy John Moran. and you know what's so great about John Moran is we don't even need to give him a nickname we just say Ja you know the great players you only need one LeBron Kobe Giannis Jordan Kareem Shaq Hakeem you only need one name you know what I'm saying Ja now we can talk about the performance but the question I put to you, BJ, is this that time of the week where we talk about the MVP race? And you Ooh. rang me at 4 a.m. last night. BJ rang me at 4 a.m. last night and he said, Mo, let's record the show. It's time to put John Morant in the MVP conversation. Now I need to ask you, is he just in the conversation or has he broken in to the top three? Mo, this MVP race is as close as I've seen in a long time. Yep. It changes every day. It changes. You know, you have Joel Embiid. You have Jokic. You have Giannis. You have to have DeMar DeRozan in there. John Morant name is in there. Early in the season, Steph Curry's name was in there. Mm-hmm. With a couple of, you know, 30, 40, 50 point games. Outside of the all-star game from Mr. Curry. <laughs> his name is in there. Now, this is a this is a fabulous, interesting race because Mo, there is no clear-cut favorite. It's neck and neck, but let me tell you something. As I was watching the game last night, you know, the San Antonio Spurs versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And all of my friends down there, I was texting my friends. I said, what, it is, what is the ambiance in the grindhouse? Mm. And my friend replied back to me, the grindhouse no longer exists. This is Ja's house. Jeez. And my phone just blew up. <laughs> he said... This is no longer the grindhouse. So, Mo, it's a new era. That young man last night, I'm watching the game, Mo. He jumped off my television. Mm -hmm. The young man made phenomenal. It was like that was better than the All-Star game. Yep. I said, what did I say last night? I said, it's like I'm watching a highlight reel but it's not a highlight reel. It's just a normal game. It's, it's, Regular it's, season, Monday night against the San Antonio Spurs. Wow. 
it's incredible, incredible to watch. And you know what, Mo, all of the praise he deserves. But give that Memphis Grizzly team credit. And I want to say this, Mo, right now, because, you know, playing on teams, it's a very difficult thing because you have egos and all those things. But the, the, the one thing that was impressive about that scoring, that individual effort by John Morant, was how happy his teammates were for him. The whole squad. The whole that squad. Meant a, that meant a lot to me. And it says a lot about him. Because you know what, Mo? People won't say anything because you have talent. But when you are a good teammate, Mo, that to me is the most important thing. And watching how happy his teammates were for him and after the game and during the game, it was clear they were trying to get him 50 points, right? They were all in on. Yeah. And it was amazing to watch. And he was so humble and it it, it was incredible. I I, I really, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, my, you know, Monday evening for me uh, of watching him play and perform. So that remains the question, BJ. Who is your top three in the MVP race right now? Joel. I need Giannis. I need them in order. I need them in order as well. Joel. At three or at one? At one. Okay. Giannis at two. And Jokic at three. I'm going to give you a hot take. Okay. Now, we're talking about MVP, the most valuable player. Now, there's a lot of ways in which a person can interpret the word value. But for me, I'm looking at this in the context of this year, the value to the league. Because right now, I have Ja Morant at number one on my MVP ladder. He shot up there because why? It's a Monday night. It's four in the morning in England. And my phone's blowing up too. Ja Morant has got the world watching the Memphis Grizzlies. And that's no disrespect to the great players, Marcus Gasol, Tony Allen, Zach Randolph, who have played for the Memphis Grizzlies before. But a small market team is now getting the attention of a Los Angeles Lakers, a Golden State Warriors, a Boston Celtics. He's got the world watching the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay? That's point number one. Point number two is he's taken over social media. The only thing I've seen today on my feed, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you name it, is just Ja Morant. It's just Ja Morant. And I'm not saying he just makes highlights, but his highlights translate into winning plays, winning basketball, because he's got the Memphis Grizzlies right now at 42 and 20. They're one game behind, second place in the Western Conference. Okay? The only knock anyone has on Ja Morant the only reason why people don't have him at first is because the team went 12 and two without him when he wasn't, when he wasn't playing. Now, my question to you is, do you watch the Grizzlies games when he does play? There's context around everything. The opponents that they were facing when he was out. And it's known that the other teammates on any team step up when their star player is injured. I don't think you can use that at this point after seeing what he's done over the last week or so as a criticism against him. Because right now, for me, he's the number one player in the NBA. And that's no disrespect to the other guys. But I look at it like this. Jamaran's team has won more games than Giannis's team. And you can't say Jamaran's team is better. He's not got another all-star on his team. Giannis does. Jokic, he's not playing with any all-stars. And to his credit, 
He's been keeping them there, but he's in sixth. The Grizzlies are about to be second in the West. I'm not saying Jokic hasn't had a great season. He's had an MVP caliber season too. And then Joel Embiid, he's been dominant. They're, what, third in the Eastern Conference? They've won 37 games. So not only has John Morant won more games than Joel Embiid, he does it in a way where I don't fall asleep watching 25 free throws throughout the course of a game because a Joel Embiid 30-point performance is very different to a John Morant 30-point performance in terms of excitement. Now, if we're talking about value, I don't know how you want to quantify value. But right now, John Morant is doing something I've not seen. I don't know. The last time I've seen this, he's putting a small market on the map. The same way that Giannis did when he was winning MVP in Milwaukee, John Rant's doing that right now in Memphis. So right now I'm giving it to you, BJ. I've got John Rant as the most valuable player in the NBA as of this second. Well, listen, I get the I get why there's so much excitement. I get that. I get why there's so much excitement. People love to see new. New yep. is a very good thing. And now, especially after these last two efforts, all right, let's not forget, you know, they lost against, you know, the first game after the break versus Minnesota. But who's watching? And then he has a 46-point effort in Chicago, which he had maybe one of the most spectacular plays I've seen. And somehow Mm -hmm. he topped that when he did the 360 layup in that game. I was Mm -hmm. happened to be watching that game. And then he turns around and he has a 52-point effort <laughs> in his very next game. Now, we're all taken back and taken away, you know, because you and I just a week ago, we were talking about when he had to slip on the floor and with his hip, and he was out of the game and he comes back. You know, Mo, this guy's exciting. He's fun to watch. And it's always fun to watch the game when you go, ooh, and ah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this guy, John Morant, is doing things where you're just watching to see what he's going to do. And the thing that makes it special is he's not doing these things just to entertain. He's doing them and winning. Yep. Okay, so now you're saying, wow, I got to watch this guy. If he continues to play like this on a two week stretch or a month stretch. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Then Mo, I think he shoots up to number one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because Mo, it will be hard to stop him because of the excitement that he's doing. Yep. Now Mo, he's doing it and we're not expecting it. Mm -hmm. You know, Giannis is putting up an MVP year and we're just like, but you can well, say that. Yeah. You can say that about him. Well, well, here's here's the thing. If you say Giannis is the MVP, you're not wrong. If you say Jokic is the MVP, yeah, you're not wrong. MVP, you say Embiid is the MVP, yeah, you're not wrong. You say DeMar DeRozan is the MVP, I got a problem with that. You say Steph okay, Curry is the MVP, what's I got a problem. problem. What's the problem? What's DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls in games against good teams are not the same as DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls in games against bad teams. That's my issue with them. But, the Bulls okay, but Mo, are but 2 Mo, and 13 against any team's with more than a uh, 0.600 winning percentage. But Mo, but here's the thing. It's about body of work. And and in saying that, now you can make your argument, which we can respect your argument. But also I want you to say, Mo, they are currently in second place. They they are. They are indeed. Okay. And just make sure when we say 
one thing that we also put it in its proper context. They are, they are in second that, that place. Is, so you can make your argument for why he shouldn't be MVP. But, but you also have to say, here are the facts. They are in second place. They are in second place, but also a fact. They've not won as many games as the Memphis Grizzlies. Also a fact. Okay. They're zero and three against the Miami Heat, who are in first place. Also a fact. Okay. They're zero and three against the Philadelphia 76ers, who are in third place. Also a fact. Okay. They lost. They haven't beaten the Bucks. They haven't beaten the Suns. 0-2 against the Warriors. 0-2 against the Memphis Grizzlies. The only team with a positive record that they've really beaten is the Utah Jazz. That's my reason why I don't have DeMar DeRozan in the MVP conversation. But if, you are the most valuable player, if you're the most valuable player in the league, you will lead your team to win. All I'm asking is to win one of those games. They just, are just one. Currently, they're in second place, so they are winning. Yes. Okay, they are winning. Oh, yeah, they're, they're so winning the, the games they should points. win. Valid points. Okay, those, so those are all valid points. However, DeMar DeRozan, okay, and the Chicago Bulls are in second place. Yeah, I'm not saying they've we had a bad season. I'm not, I'm not saying he hasn't we had a great can. season. But DeMar I'm saying DeRozan is averaging 28 points a game. Okay, but I'm saying the reason why he's not in the tier with the top four candidates for me is because when it comes to the games against the best teams in the league, if you are the most valuable player, you need to lead your team to wins. Point well taken. However, he's averaging 28.2 points There's nothing wrong with being fifth in the MVP 5. race. 5.3 there's, there's nothing wrong with being fifth. A game. There's nothing okay. wrong with being fifth. He, without question, deserves to be in the conversation. Okay, okay he's now, top five, but he's not top four. However, it's a subjective thing. But you can't argue that he's not having an MVP season. He is having a fantastic season. But do that's, I think he's having a better season? Better season when it comes. Than them? Okay. Now, you can say that. Well, I'm not arguing I'm, that. I think I, I'm for the, the record. I, I don't want to come off as a hater. I, I think DeMar DeRozan is having an amazing season. But I'm saying for He's me right now, it. there's a top four. Last last time we spoke about it, there was a top three. I think John Brandt has cemented himself now in that top four. And I think the next tier down is DeMar DeRozan. And then the next tier down from that is Stephen Curry. Because I don't think he's really in the MVP conversation. He started the year in the MVP conversation. I don't want you to diminish what I see what he did mo the guy had like 35 points or more for like eight straight games yeah no, no doubt he had a hot stretch but it's mvp for a whole season mo we're talking about john morant now after two incredible games he's averaged 28 for the season the same stat you just read to me about John. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's just a, Mo, but what I'm saying, you've catapulted him. You weren't saying last week, John Morant. You I, just last, said he shot up to the top five. Last I mean, week, to the last top week I said he was on the outside looking in, it, looking exactly. into the top three. And this week. And he's averaging the same amount of points as yep, DeMar DeRozan. Yep. But this week, I saw Giannis have an embarrassing loss to the Brooklyn Nets. This okay. week. I watched one of the most boring games I've ever seen with the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Okay. So that's the reason why I put him in the top three now. That's, well, no one's arguing what you see, but we have to, we have to look at the entire picture here and say the following. DeMar DeRozan, I don't care if you, whatever you individually think, DeMar DeRozan is having an MVP caliber season. That's and not, that's not a dis- dispute. 
we cannot diminish his body of work, in particular this season. He's been outstanding. Yeah, correct. From start to finish. Yeah. In the absence of whatever's going on there, he has been outstanding. No doubt. Now, no doubt. Has he been the best? Okay, you can make it. You can make your points, but you can't diminish. And I I'm, can't. I'm not diminishing. Diminish I'm not diminishing it. What he, I'm not the diminishing. The man deserves his flowers and he, his. He does. He, he does. And, and I and, think and I'm going to defend him. To you don't that. need to defend now, him because I don't think there's anything wrong with being fifth on the list of MVP candidates this season. I don't see that well, as a well, bad thing. I see that as a compliment. You are the fifth best basketball player in the world right now. I think that is. Do you know what I'm saying? Of all the basketball players on earth, you are number five. I don't think that he needs defending because are you telling me you got him over any of the other four? You got him over Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, or Ja Morant? I got him over Ja Morant. Right okay, okay, so you have him fourth on your list. I, I, but ja Morant has entered into the picture. He, I mean, he's entered into the picture. Now, there's one thing to have a good week. There's another thing to have a good month. And there's another thing. We're talking about the MVP, which we're going to say a great season. So we're sitting here discussing, and we have more games to play. Mm-hmm. We got more basketball mm-hmm. to play. And the and other all reason I'm why- saying is, is if, if, if DeMar DeRozan goes on another 35 games for 10 games in a row, Mo can't sit here and tell me, well, it's not as fun to watch then Joel Embiid's well, 37. As, as I so said on. at the start of the show, this conversation changes every day. Yes. As that's I what said I'm at saying. the start of the show. So the other factor of why I have John Rant jumping is now there's a very real possibility that the Grizzlies finish second in the West. Put your hands up if you predicted the Grizzlies winning second in the West. Okay, but no, no, no one. There also, there is a lot of basketball to be played. There's 20 John games. Morant deserves to be in the... He deserves to be in the conversation. Exactly. Jamar deserves to be in the conversation. He, yeah, he's in the conversation. I want to start this off and say this. I want to be very clear what, I, what I'm saying is that this is a very close race. Yes. And whoever over the next, I'm going to say 15 games. Yes. Will probably win the MVP. I think we're saying the because same that's thing. Tough. I think yeah, that's what I just said. Thing. That's what I said. But don't start telling me this guy's MVP. But Mo, it's going to change. Yeah, but I'll speak tomorrow. After these DeRozan guys are again. <laughs> I'm not changing so my answer. We could say right now, Demar Derozan has been the best player for the last. If he scores thirty or more points for the last twenty games, Mo will have to sit here and go, and no one else does it. He may be the MVP. That's how close this race is. Okay, because that, that would involve him playing the Bucks, the Cavs, the Suns, the Bucks again. The, the You know what I'm saying? It would involve him having to play some really good teams. The Miami Heat, try and get a first win against the Miami Heat. If, if he could show up and the Bulls can beat some of these teams, no question we can have him up, right up there. But all I'm saying right now for me is he's fifth. And I don't think that's a knock on DeMar DeRozan. I don't think that's a knock against him to say he's the fifth best player in the world this season. I think that's I think it's pretty damn good to be the fifth best player in the world. And do you do you see what I mean? There's no well, shame no, in he, not being no, as- no, no, he I'm not I'm not saying he's the fifth best player in the world, right? What we're saying is he is fifth in your MVP. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what we're saying. 
Yes. That's what we're saying. We're we're saying he's the fifth in the MVP race, according to you, this year. That's all we're saying. Yes. Now let's 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 go on. Let's and go and on. he's fourth I, according to you. Well, uh, he, he he's in the race. I don't know where the race is one to. It'll change tonight. It'll change at halftime. It changes every night. So don't hold it, me it, to this. It changes every night. <laughs> it's going to change. And yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's and that's just, the beauty. I can't recall when this many people are deserving to be in the conversation. For real. Because if we look at last season, it was clearly going to be Jokic the whole way through. Seasons, two seasons before, that's Giannis just dominating the league. Like, when I'm trying to actually think, when was the closest MVP race prior to this one? I mean, this is a great race. I mean, look, I mean, the first 25 games of the season this year, we all gave it to Steph Curry. We, Steph, we haven't yep. even mentioned Steph yep. Curry. Two weeks ago, Mo, I sat here and I told you, Chris Paul has to be, like, in the conversation. Like, he has to at least be in the conversation. I'm not saying he will win, but he, you got to put him in the conversation. Then he gets hurt. This race has included a lot of people. Yep. And it's great. And, and KD. We ain't even mentioned KD. If KD never got injured, before, he's up there he, as well. He, 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 Mo, thank you. So KD comes back. KD finishes strong. People are going to be saying, oh, he should be. Look, this is great. It's awesome. I can't wait. And hopefully everyone will continue I'm just, to watch. I'm, just, like we're I'm, I'm trying to think back to when it's been not only this close, because we've had close MVP races, but this more than three guys can win it. Because I think back to like yeah, no, 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 2017, yeah. you've got Westbrook, you've got Harden, and arguably Kawhi Leonard. They're all in the conversation for that. Or you had the year when it's Charles Barkley, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. Was that 89, 90? That, th- those three guys, yeah. uh, those three guys could have all won it. You've got the year where it's Karl Malone, Tim Duncan, Alonzo Mourning. I think that was... That was I'm talking about both. This is like but seven or is, eight guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I mean. It's the depth of quality and the depth of talent that it's just so open that even looking ahead, no one's made a case to say that they're going to separate themselves from the pack next year either. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it, it's There's crazy. been some people, Mo, at the beginning of the season, I mean, the season hadn't started yet, but some people said LeBron James. Yeah. And I'm sure people are still going to say, if LeBron, if LeBron averages 30 for the rest of the season, all these guys on, on TV, they're going to say LeBron James, the MVP. So let's watch Mo. But I just want to be open to my guy. Because DeMar, you know. He's 100%. having a career, career year. And I don't want this to go unnoticed. And I just want to make sure of that. Okay, let's go. Man, let's move on. <laughs> we say move on now so we, we already halfway through the show uh, you know I think I think you know just looking at this season then um, I just I, I'm just fascinated by how close the Eastern Conference is so what I want to talk to you about today is we're going to go through each team in, in the Eastern Conference and tell me which playoff opponent you would least want to face if you were that team and which playoff opponent you would most want to face I'll give you the example I personally think if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you wouldn't want to face the Cleveland Cavaliers in round one. Why? Because through the regular season matchup so far, they have a real problem with those two seven-footers clogging up the paint. That's just an example off the top of my head. So, BJ, I want to ask, ask you this. If you're the Miami Heat, which team do you not want to see in that first round? Because right now it could be Brooklyn. It could be Toronto. It could be Boston if they lose a few more games. 
could be Atlanta if they win the play-in. Who if I'm Miami, the team I I don't want to see in the first round is a healthy Brooklyn. <laughs> you're the number one seed, and then Brooklyn is your first round <laughs> opponent, and you're he- and they're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't want to see that. I hear it. Who would yeah, you be wanting to play if you were Miami? Because uh, I'm Charlotte. assuming Char- Charlotte's going to drop Charlotte. out. They're, they're, like, you be, they're on like a play how Charlotte. many game losing streak. Yeah, you want to play Charlotte. You want to play the Hawks. Atlanta. Yeah. I think so. Okay, so, so if we look at the Chicago Bulls, say they stay in a two spot. Do you think the Toronto Raptors could cause them some problems? Because for yeah, me, the one the weakness Bulls, of the Bulls is the interior defense. And the one yeah. strength of the Raptors is they just have so many big, strong, you know, quick guys. I, I watched the, the telecast last night with the Chicago Bulls versus Miami because I wanted to kind of see, you know, obviously the Bulls have had a great year. And, and, I'm, I, and I know this, Mon, I got to say this. I'm a little biased towards the Bulls because, you know, look, the history there, so forth and so on. But I wanted to see... Because now everyone wants to win now because you're jockeying for a position. So I wanted to see, especially on the road, who the Bulls or try to get an idea of what they would do. Because you're only play, you're playing the last 15 to 20 games now, right? It's yep. not like early in the season. It was clear to me what Spo was doing. Spo just attacked Vucevic every single time. Yep. And that's without Kyle Lowry in the lineup. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He just attacked him every single time. Right. He attacked the rim. He he put him in all screen roll situations. Bam was incredibly, incredibly active. And you could see what Spo was thinking. Okay, that's here. And the reason I'm saying that was I'm concerned about the Bulls because the Bulls could be one of those teams that with the wrong matchup. They could be out early in the playoffs, which would negate this unbelievable regular season, because it's obvious to me what the issues are on that end of the, on that end of the court. Now Bulls fans, and they're going to say, well, we got to get Caruso back. I think that helps. we got to get Lonzo ball. I think that helps. However, you're going to have to get some type of rim protection which is going to ask the question, how are they going to defend versus these good teams that they're going to see in the playoffs? So I have some concerns with the Bulls. They're having a great regular season. DeMar DeRozan been incredible. Hopefully, knock on wood, Zach Levine is fine after hit the procedure that he received yep. prior to All-Star. And, and hopefully Caruso and Lonzo are back soon. Yeah, and hopefully get there and but, get everybody But who back. scares you? If you're the Bulls, which, which team is scaring you? I don't want to play like the Celtics. I don't want to play. I, I definitely don't want to play teams like Atlanta. Any guy, any team that has a small lead guard who scores. Why? Because that's going to expose what I what I don't do well. Yep. And, and the screen roll game. Clint Capella and, and John Collins will be eating yeah. off lob passes all day. I, so, yeah. I don't want to play those teams. You know, uh, Toronto with Fred Van Fleet. I, I just, I'm just concerned with the Bulls. I like the Bulls. I'm not saying... You know, I, I don't think they can win, but I know what they can't do. And when you know you can't do something and there's no counter to it. Now, they got Tristan Thompson 
to, you know, play defense, so forth and so on. But you can't play Tristan Thompson extended minutes, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is something that I'm really concerned with. Hopefully the Bulls will figure it out or do whatever they're going to do on the defensive end. But I don't want to play the Celtics because they will play screen role with those two guys, Jalen yep. Brown and Jason Tatum. I don't want to play against the guy, Trey Young. He is capable of, of going berserk. And I don't yep. want to play against Toronto because they have an all-star guard this year in Fred Van Fleet. And they will probably more than likely see one of those guys. And I think uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, be tough. I think I, that has the potential to go seven games. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers, who I think are the favorites to win the Eastern Conference now, as we spoke about the other day, who do you want to avoid? Well, I, I think there's only one team that... One, that one, name. one name. One name. It, what, what's that one name? It's Giannis. I think that's the that's the that's the only that's the only team. And I don't care when they see him, where they see him. Mo, you and I have to be, you know. I would, I would, I want to be in the building because that will go down to me as one of the all time great matchups. It'll be like a right? boxing really match. Wanted, yeah, two heavyweights. Two heavy, yeah, two heavyweights. All right, and you know, either one of them, they're not, they're not going to give an inch. They're going to play the game at the highest level and they're going to play on both sides of the ball. And I think this is going to go six, seven for sure. And, and then it's anybody's ball game. It's anyone's game. It's Mm -hmm. anyone's game. Mm -hmm. So I think the Sixers are looking at one guy, one guy, one team. And and conversely for Milwaukee, who do you think they're most worried about? Cause I think that would be the Sixers too. I well, I think they are concerned with the Sixers, but I also think, especially this year, I think they're concerned with teams like Cleveland. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Okay, and and and, and I'm and I'm saying that is because Cleveland has three seven footers, and that puts so much pressure on Giannis because Giannis can dominate one guy; he'll dominate two guys, but they just have three guys. And then, by the way, they're coming off the bench with Kevin Love who's arguably maybe a Hall of Famer when his career is over with. Mm-hmm. So Karis LeVert, you know, they, they just have a lot of players that they'll just keep throwing at you, you know? And, and, and what, I, what I love about Cleveland is I don't think they're afraid of anyone. Well, I, they're playing with house money right now. Exactly. Cleveland is not supposed to be here. Exactly. So if Cleveland wins one game, that's great. If Cleveland wins two games, you're going, okay, what's going on here? If Cleveland win three. Three games. Then the now, panic starts now the same. Now you got pressure on you that say, these kids they have are, they have you know Garland and all of these guys they have enough depth they have scoring from the perimeter they have shot blocking they could go a 2-3 zone they could do a lot of different things especially defensively and they could play against the length of Giannis cuz they have enough bodies so i i think you know teams like that could bother them uh, potentially, but you never know. Giannis could take his game to another level, you know, and, and I'll say this. You never know how a team is going to respond being down 0-2. Yeah. And this is Cle- this will be Cleveland's first time in the playoffs. And by the way, Mo, speaking of Cleveland, you and I were talking, and I think we mentioned that we thought Cleveland or Cleveland was going to struggle after the All-Star mm-hmm. <laughs> because how mm-hmm. active they were. Yep. And they have struggled. You know, that's, I think this is a lesson to be learned. All-Star Weekend, sometime when you host, 
you are exhausted. Yep. And that's what you're seeing. And hopefully they'll get back on track. Yep. They lost here, to the Pistons but- and the Timberwolves. They managed to sneak a win against the Wizards. But I'm going to ask you this one question now, BJ. And I don't want to answer it because people might think I'm biased. But when we talk about the recipe for winning in the NBA playoffs, we're talking about defense, great defense. And then we're talking about on the other side of the ball, you know, on offense, you've got guys, superstars that can take over, score the basketball when they need to down the stretch. The Boston Celtics have had one of the best defenses in the league since about December. They've got two proven all-star scorers on the offensive side of the ball. They've got role players now who can hit the threes. Do you think that Boston could surprise everyone and get back to the conference finals and potentially even take down one of the big contenders from the Eastern Conference? You know, Boston, and I'm going to give them credit. They they have really played well, Mo, as of late, like the last month or so. They've really turned things around. And that's that's hard to do because – they have two all-stars and that was a concern. What's going on there? What's going on? Why they, they got Jalen Brown. They got Jalen. Okay. But they've really turned things around. Okay. Which lets me know that the coaching staff were coaching these guys on sound principles. It was just a matter of them sticking to it and fitting in and coming together with their, you know, this is his first, you know, head coaching job, but this is, you know, it's, as they're building relationships with one another. So I, I respect, what they've done this year. You know, when I look at the Celtics, this is what concerns me. If you're watching this team, you're going to proceed with caution because they could get hot. Okay. They could, this is a team you say, well, well, if it was that easy, Mo, everybody should just play defense. Well, it's not just that easy. You also got to put that ball in the basket. But let me tell you something about the Celtics, okay? Just like watching the Grizzlies. If you watch the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, where they are elite, they're not good. I want you to watch this, ladies and gentlemen. When you turn the ball over against the Grizzlies, gone. I just want you to watch how quickly they go from defense to offense. And... They're just as elite from going from offense to defense. They are one of the fastest teams I've ever. When you lose the ball against the Grizzlies, I'm just trying to look where's John Morant because you know there's going to be an alley oop. There's yep. going to be something here where they are attacking that basket. I'm going to tell you something about the Boston Celtics. They're doing the same thing, and Jason Tatum, them, they're running to that three point line. And it's really kind of interesting to watch because they are transitioning from one end of the court to the other as well as I've seen. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm, I'm really beginning to like what they're doing because they've bought in. Mm-hmm. I'm really like Mo. So it would not surprise me, Mo, that the Celtics are one of those teams that could get hot. Yep, in a series, and they're peaking at the right time of the season as well. They saved their best play. And 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 let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When I see teams begin to acquire bigs, Tice, Al Horford, what you call them, the the, time lord, time lord, the time lord. When I see you have enough bodies now, you can. You can do some things, Mo. 
Mm-hmm. Both. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm 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 a little I'm a little nervous with them because both they can come into a series and be the six seed, but win the series. Yes. Because Mo, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why, and I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna leave it alone. Because I always look for teams with character. The Celtics have what I call basketball character. And they are a team that can be down 0-2 and know what the task is when they go back home and not be shook. Mm-hmm. They have a player or two that can win a series, a game by himself. Jason Tatum is good for maybe a game or two by himself. He put up 50 on his own okay. without okay. Jalen or anyone last year against the Brooklyn Jalen Nets. Brown could win a game or two by himself. Oh, okay. And if they have enough depth to win on the bench, and I firmly believe this, that coach Imeodoka is capable of stealing a game on the road by himself. That's mm-hmm. the formula to win a series. Your star players got to win two games. Your role players got to win one game, and your coach got to win a game. They have it, Mo. Now, um, do they have the best player? No. But, Mo, the three-point shot is in full effect. And they could go and win a game on the road against any team in the East. Mm-hmm. And, Mo, they could go home and win two games, and that means the series is that they're up 3-1 in a series. Mm-hmm. The Celtics could do that. Mm-hmm. They're capable. That's all I'm going to say, Mo. I don't want to get ahead of myself, so I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm just going to say this. You don't want the Celtics to do well because if the Celtics get to the finals, oh, I'm going to be insufferable. Oh, no, you're going to be. I'm I'm going to be running through the streets of Boston with my top off. I don't even care. I told you that already right now. They win a championship. I'll get a tattoo of the Celtics on my arm. But until then. I'm I'm okay, Mo. But I'm going to say They could also lose in the first round, though. They could lose in the first round. They could could. also just lose in the first round. But, Mo, when I look at the matchups with Miami, for instance, who's the best team, I like the matchup of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum versus Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler. I like the matchup of Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan versus your two guys. Mm -hmm. I like the matchup of James Harden and those perimeter guys and your guy. I like the matchup. I like the center by committee. I like the depth of the team of bringing White in the... I like the coaching. I like what I'm seeing. Now, can this team play with the expectations of that, Mo? That, we don't know. But right now, Mo, they are playing how we thought they should have been playing at the beginning of the season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What I like is I like how much love our listeners give us by tuning into this show every day. So thank you for rocking with us. We're going to be back tomorrow with another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast sponsored by NBA 2K22. In the meantime, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars on Spotify, wherever you listen to. Tell your friends about the show if you enjoy it. Get them to tune in and let's grow the family that we've got going on here. But also let us know on social media. Hit us with some tweets who your MVP candidates are right now. Give us your top threes. Get involved in the discussion because we want to hear from you too. And also... Don't forget to send in your questions. I'm going to put a tweet out. You're going to see it very soon. We want your questions for Friday's show. But until next time, we'll see Brian early tomorrow morning. 
Get buckets.